Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. And we're just sitting here talking about how um, working with others like keeps us sober. And so, yes, today I am so sober because of the people in my life that I get to work with and talk to that I have the privilege of doing that with. Yes, yes. It's a blessing to have sponsees. It's a blessing to have a sponsor. It's a blessing to be in this program. I'm really feeling a lot of fruits right now from all of it. It can be challenging. And a lot of people in SLA, more in SLAA than in any other program I've worked, are very resistant to taking on sponsees. Um, But, um, and we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about step four and five today. Um, Because I, as soon as I get, as I take a sponsee through step four and five, the next step is to get a sponsee. Because if you have somebody chasing you, you're, you're going to stay on task. Mm, and it's mm. it's very common for people to go one, two, three, repeat. You know, one, two, wow. three, repeat. One, two, three, repeat. And, um, you know, I try not, I try to avoid that. But also, I think it's really, really vital to your program to work with someone else. I agree. And I remember when I first started working an Al-Anon program and I got a sponsor and I had someone come and ask me to sponsor them I was petrified because I didn't believe like I knew how to do it or I had anything to give or that they were going to look to me to be this authority and you know and I've said this before that you know I don't do this program this podcast uh, you know I don't want people to think I'm an authority on, on anything and so I felt like you know like they were, maybe it was just my avoidant that I was just like not feeling confident in myself that I would be able to help them. But when I started working this program and I really saw this link of like, you know, hands holding others and that, you know, I was holding your hand mm-hmm. and you were holding someone else's. It's like this. That's you have right. to be like that. That's right. And that's, you know, part of, I think, unity when they talk about like, you know, uh, unity in, in AA. It's about us helping each other. And I love that joke, you know, when a newcomer comes in, I've heard these old timers say, you know, <laughs> we got some good news and, and we got bad some bad news. news. <laughs> you know, the good news is that there's, there's a help. solution. That's right. And the bad news. We're it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes. horrifying at the same time, you know, it's the only way that it works. It is. And, you know, you and I were having a phone conversation a few months ago about, um, you know, how to handle some challenging situations with sponsees. And you reminded me of the story, Bill and Bob have a conversation in the big book and they've been out there pulling drunks from hospitals and taking them to their houses and working with them and, you know, taking them through these steps that they created and doing all of this work. And, um, one of them, I don't know which one says, you know, but none of them have stayed sober. And the other one says, But we are still sober. And that's what it is. That is what sponsoring does. It is not for the sponsee. It is for the sponsor. Mm. And I always learn something whenever I'm sponsoring someone because there is so much knowledge out there that people bring to the process. And so I learn things from my sponsees all the time. There's a lot of them are in therapy. They, you know, have new insight around like what's going on in brains and, you know, the they, scientific part of it. Right. Are they reading a new book 
about it, you know, and I didn't know who Patrick Carnes was when I first came right, back right. to Houston, but there, it's like, yeah, he's someone that's really done a lot of insightful, good work, and uh, Pia Melody, and different exercises. And other programs, like we had Alice here talking about SLAA How, and, you know, I learned that from, you know, talking to her and working with her, so that's right. a, it is. Right. So today, we, um, I think we missed uh, step four in April, and um, so we want to do a step four and five, because in my old school way of working steps, they go together. Um, step four is um, a moral inventory, and step five is um, we shared our character defects, and that's the actual reading of or sharing of and your step four with a sponsor so um i'm gonna real quick give a recap how i do it and then you can talk about how you do it and then we also have the booklet uh the new booklet from slaa a guide to the steps which also has step four and five in it so we're going to give you a little bit of insight from everything <laughs> right 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 and i want to say there's no wrong way to do it but there are some better ways to do it i think that work more appropriately and I did it the way that you did it mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of an old school AA it is it's in way. the I got it from the big book I learned it from my sponsor right. you know that's right, right it's pretty straightforward yeah and I just adapt it to um SLAA so step four is um took a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves and so you, in AA, I always have people get their own notebook and turn it to the 11 and a half side so that they're writing on the width rather than the length. Like landscape. Yes, landscape. And make four columns. And the first column is, I have a resentment at the name. And you put the name there. And the second column is the cause. The third column is affects my. And the fourth column is my part. And with somebody who hasn't worked the steps before, I have them do column one, two, and three all the way through. And that can be quite lengthy. It can, you know, a step five reading could take four or five hours. Yeah. It, and sometimes, yeah. you know, most of the time I do them in two or three sittings. I yeah. don't try yeah. to do that in one sitting because it's exhausting. Sure. And if I'm not going to pay attention and hear and... You know, the, the sponsee isn't going to, you know, it's just too hard to stay focused and work on it. So um, in the first column goes, I have a resentment at, and you would put the, the person's name. So say my mom. And the next column is the cause. And, um, you know, one of his, mine is she beat the shit out of me when she was mad at me. You know, when, when she punished us, she hit us. And the, four, the third column is Affects My. And in, these are in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous around page 80-something, 60, 64, something like that. Mm. I can't remember. Mm. Anyway, but they're all written out. And then it says Affects My. And this is where you affects my personal relationships, sexual relationships, self-esteem, security, and pocketbook. So there's five things in there. Pocketbook, of course, is money. And then you go through each one of those instances where you have the resentment at the person and ask yourself, does this affect my personal relationships? And those are friends, um, family, work, things like that. Um, sexual relationships would be romantic partners. And then, um, of course, security is anything like where you don't feel safe, where you don't feel 
um, you know, like you're you're going to be cared for or you're going to be in danger. And self-esteem, of course, is your self-esteem. Like, does it, you know, affect your self-esteem? I don't feel good enough. And you make a note of all of the ways that it did that. And then the last one is the ways that it affected your money. And in most areas, it mm-hmm. affects our money as well. Oh, yeah. So how do you do it? So I have, uh, there's like a lot of worksheets, and I can't remember where I got it. I'm going to go get that right now. So uh, how do you do step five while we're talking about Well, step five is we, what we do is we go over the my part. So the my part is that last, that fourth column is where was I self-seeking, dishonest, selfish, Fearful, dishonest, self-seeking, and dishonest. So four things. And then there's also a couple of other things in there, like unrealistic expectations. Many of us have unrealistic expectations. And it could probably be tied into dishonesty, you know, didn't convey those or things like that. But, you know, if it, if it shows up as a pattern, my whole purpose and objective working a step five with somebody is to point out the patterns. The objective here is for the the person doing the steps to see their patterns. I want my sponsees like, oh my God, the same thing, so that they wanna like roll over it without saying it, but I make them say that because if you say it and you're stuck in this place where you're like, okay, it's dishonest, dishonest by omission, you know, or it's selfishness or, there's more self-seeking or there's more fear, then you're going to see your patterns. And that's what you really want. Because when you clearly get a hold of your patterns, that is the road to stop doing that. When you see like, I created this mess. I participated in this mess, even in the places where we feel like we did absolutely nothing. I, it took me a long time to really grasp the aspect that I participated in my mom losing her temper and hitting me when she was mad. You know, how did I participate in that? I didn't, I'm a victim. That's it right there. I remained in victim mode. Interesting. All the way from three years old, maybe even younger, to my current age, and I can't stay there. But isn't that sort of like victim blaming to say, uh, yeah, you know, because I don't want people to get into the opposite right right right. like it's my fault because i'm a victim no that's not the 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 part is is that you know when i got older i i'm the one that carried that baggage around with me you know my mom and i we discussed these things you know and at one point she had asked me for a class or something you know what was something that she had done to me that was detrimental and i shared with her that part of it and we talked about it and she cried and i cried and she apologized but i still carry it around that's my choice because I really like doing that. I really like telling people about, yeah, my mom did this to me <laughs> you know? sure, because there's sure. like, then I'm not responsible for it. Right, you know? Right, right. I see what you're saying. What I was thinking about is that, you know, when I think about how I participated in it, like I knew that if I would do this thing, it's going to annoy my mother and I did it anyway. And so that piece of it is, you know, why did I do that? I don't even know why, why right, I did that. Right, but you're that. a little kid. Right, we're you know? little kids, and that's what, what I got to. Is and that... you got to understand that part of it, but that, like now, 
that type of acting out, it's not going to give you what you want. Right, right. So I got some sort of handout. I don't know where I got it before in the past, but um, and there was the uh, a draft to the step book that I have passed out to my sponsees before, and it's very similar. But there was like a list of 41 questions, and then you have the resentment inventory, and it's like, um, you know, very similar to what you were talking about. But it like breaks down, like you can just check the box. Right. You know, part of the self hurt through hurt or threatened, where you can just check ambition, self esteem, personal relations, sex relations, pocketbook, pride, and spiritual life. So this is a great sort of format. So, uh, but the but the the new little book has it very similarly, where it's got a nice little um, breakdown of it. So in the future, I'm going to be using this book so that I can, because this is the conference approved literature. And for those of you out there that want to get it, you would need to go to slaafws.org. And it's a blue book and it says a guide to the steps companion to chapter four of the basic text. And so when people see that, they might think it's about step four, but it's not. It's chapter four talks about, you know, working the steps. But, you know, I wanted to point out that I think that the form is a good... I have a couple of sponsees that are, um, how shall I say, unorganized. And so they don't keep, like, their writing is real, like, very spread out. And they have eight different notebooks that they're using. And they're long-term sponsees. And we're not, like, going through step one through... But frequently, you know, my sponsor did this with me. I would call her and I would be like, oh, my mom did this, or oh, my friend did this, and she would go, got a piece of paper? Make four columns, you know? Funny, and, funny. And, and, and work you knew it. exactly what she was leading I know, to. I knew, every time. And so now I can do that. Like, if I have, if I find myself irritated with somebody, get it out, make the columns, find my part, because the whole concept there, MG, is not, is that... I can't fix any of the people that are in that first column. I can only change me. And that part, that last column, is the behavior that I'm perpetuating. You know, the thing with me, like hanging on to that stuff with my mom. You know, like carrying it around with me. I don't need to keep doing that. That part, I can let it go. I can forgive my mother. I can understand that she was young. She was 17 when she got married and 19 when she started having kids. She was overwhelmed. I can get all of that stuff and let that go. I don't need to carry it around. It doesn't serve me. Right. Well, and you know, I've shared before about my issue with the CPA at our company. And I realized how I was being a little um, antagonistic towards her. What I'd done in the past that whenever she would send me an email that I didn't understand, it would make me furious because I'm like, she knows I don't know what she's talking about. And I would look over, pour over it, and I would uh, respond right back. And Are you talking about this? You're talking about that? And so this time I did it completely differently that when I got this incendiary email, first of all, I would take a break. Anytime I would get any email from her, I would like step away from my computer. I'd go get some water. I'd go to the restroom. If I needed to walk something up to the post, you know, the, the mailbox, I would do something to get away from my computer so that I could have a little bit of space before I jumped into this 
like automatic, autonomic response. And then when I had that moment to reflect, I would come back to the email and I would read it. And then I would read it again. And then I would think about what she was trying to say to me. And very often if, and I didn't understand what she was saying, but it's clear that this woman cannot communicate well. So why am I gonna ask for clarity from someone who can't even communicate from the get go? And so I just started pausing and thinking about what it is she was asking, what it is she was wanting, and I would go maybe Google it, or I'm like, okay, that's what she wants. And then I would send her something, and then it's good news if I don't hear anything. And so my, my boss came back a couple of weeks ago, and he said, I just want you to know that I spoke to Diane, and she said that things look okay with the books. And she said, coming from this woman, that is high praise. So I don't know what it is that you did. I said, tapping. I did tapping. I was tapping. You learned how to deal with her. I did. And because when we do our four-step, when we realize our part in it, clearly this woman has issues and problems. Everybody knows and everybody can't stand working with her. This woman said, "I've I've been working with that woman for 30 years. She hasn't changed a bit. So why would I even think that there's even the possibility that this person could change? But I know that the, the, the responsibility is on me to change these things. And so I feel like that's why we do a spot check inventory where we do these things. Because once, once you're done with all the steps, you can use these as continuing tools right. in your well, life. Well, that's what a step 10 is anyway, you know, Correct. which we'll get to later. But, you know, I love this because it is, it's like the, you can work this stuff by yourself if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't even suggest it. I would highly recommend, even if, you know, they, um, when they first started working these, um, Bill and Bob, they would recommend that whoever was, you know, they were working with would go and tell a priest or their pastor their, their fourth step and read it to them. So that, but it doesn't matter because the whole point is, is that you've got to get some feedback here, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the, and it's challenging. It's challenging to listen to, to take and to own. But, you know, one of my standard things is um, I would notice that my throat would get tight whenever I was having um, a situation, like any type of situation where I was afraid to talk. And that's because that's one of my standard defects is not saying anything I would close up my throat and just push it down and not say anything and you know we've talked about this situation with my my ex you know and that the the there was this constant you know sexual stuff and I wouldn't say anything I never said anything and then I would get really mad at him you know and and have a resentment at him for doing these things yet I never said anything and that's my pattern. And so when I notice my throat tightening up, it's like, oh, God, I've got to go talk to someone. You know, I need to say something to someone. And as challenging as it is, it doesn't do it anymore very much. And because I'm able to go like, you know, I just feel like maybe that's not right. Or, you know, a, a favorite of mine is, and I would do this with my sisters, ouch, that hurt. And then um, that just is, it's a conveyance of like, what you said hurt my feelings. And it got to me. It's not just, I'm hurt, but 
it was painful. Yeah, ouch. Right. Yeah. Well, and you even caught it when I was talking about fear, how my throat was getting closed up. And, you know, for our listeners, I just want to say that turned out to be such a big non-issue, but it was because I was able to use my voice and go into the rehearsal and say, I'm not comfortable kissing and I would be willing to do this other part, but we've got to set some boundaries around like how I want to be touched. And I like just said it. I don't want my breast touched. I don't want uh, my bottom touched. I don't want anything around here. And then when I asked the other actor, do you have any places you don't want to be touched? He was like, no. <laughs> and so I was like, well, okay. But working through this really helped me to have my voice and to change the pattern because I think that you're right, Elizabeth, that when we write these down and when I remember going back and looking at my four step, it was like person after person after person after person. It was like I'm checking the same things. I'm resentful at them for the same things. And so I believe that these people... You get to go like, okay, what's the common denominator here? (laughs) Between all these completely different people. Me. Me. Me, me, me. Me and my stuff. Right. And so in the last column of the fourth step, which is, you know, my our our character defect. My part, yes. My part in it. And then after you listen to them for like, you know, the two or three sessions around it, and then they say, okay, what do I do for my fifth step? Then what do you say to them? we've done the fifth step this is it and then we go over that if we haven't done that last column we go through every resentment and go okay where were you dishonest hmm Hmm. I don't think I was hmm seems like you didn't ever tell them anything right and then (laughs) yikes they do that face that yikes face oh yeah there's that and what about you know self-seeking were you like really wanting this particular situation to just kind of like go in your direction and give you the result you wanted without ever really thinking about this other person. You know, there's, it's, it's years of like working with somebody and understanding. All you have to do is your own step work in order to understand what the, what other people's steps are when they get share it with you right, you only have right. to do it once right i've done way more than once i don't right. even i can't even tell you how many fourth fifth steps i've done with people but each one reveals to me first of all i'm so honored that somebody would trust me with that information every time every time and that they understand that the whole process is spiritual and you know then you know it's just you can bought it by the time you get there anyway if you've heard a first step you you can see the patterns in the first step you know I concur. and you just kind of kind of kind of have to wait for them and as they're going through their resentments like mm, didn't you say in your first step that blah 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 you know and stuff will come up and you can help them remember help them see it's really just shining a light on it you know it's yeah. there on the paper and you're just going to go like here's the glaring truth you know this is this is the part that you need to pay attention to and what I do with my sponsees is when they come and they... Because I remember that I had this sensation when I started working on my fourth step. Just how shitty I felt. And, you know, someone said to not rush your fourth step, but do not sit on your fourth step either. And so I love that phrase. You know, when you're going through hell, keep on keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And so I, I remember feeling so badly about myself recognizing my patterns 
made me realize that, you know, I did have a large part to do with it. And so that, you know, this whole deal is of my own creation. But at the same time, I realized that I had no other choice but to create this because I was an addict, because of all the different things that impacted me and shaped me, I ended up in this place. So even though it was, in a way, all my responsibility, I didn't feel like a victim. I just was like, this is how I came to be here. And recovery has given me the option to do it differently. And then here's how you do it, MG. And then too, like one of the things that I've noticed with all of that is that it, it is a choice. And you can, when you're, when you're working through it and you finally come to this conclusion, like these are my patterns and I get to make the changes. I can't change this other person, but I can I can choose to create the change for me. And then what I also do is with my sponsees, I encourage them to be so super gentle with themselves for the rest of the day. I'm like, put this stuff down for a week. Don't touch it. Don't dwell on it. You've shared it with me. You've released this. It's toxic. When I go and dredge up all that mud of my life, it's like there's toxicity in there. And so what I say is, like, if you can, like, go home, you know, or if you're going to go out, go out and do something fun uh, or do something good for yourself. Get a manicure, get a pedicure, um, go to the spa, do something like, you know, eat really well today, eat really clean, uh, take really good uh, nurturing self-care because I felt like a funk with me and I was like I gotta get over my four step because I do not want to feel this way because it's a constant reminder of all these different things and it made me super sad to you know look at the relationship with my mother and to know and then with my father and my siblings and my friends to know that I affected them because I thought that this was just on me oh yeah I was the only one that had anything to do with it and then when I realized the extent of the harm that I was doing to my relationships that wrecked me too so for me it was it was very revelatory and so doing a thorough and I love that where they put that you know nomenclature a searching, searching and fearless fearless, 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 moral, fearless you know yes you know something else I've heard like I love that you brought up that you might not like the way you feel I know my first Four step. It took like six to eight weeks to complete, and I didn't feel good during that period of time. I cried a lot, and it, you know, I always do as well. Try to remind people that you just put it down and pick it back up. But yeah, you don't need to sit in those feelings for months. Let's get get it done, get the work done, and move on. And then the other thing I've heard it. Um, <laughs> compared to so like um the analogy is is like say there's a flood and like a whole bunch of like a mudslide came into your your domicile the place where you live and you spent all of this time and you took everything and you bagged it up and you cleaned it up and you you know did whatever work you needed to do and you got rid of everything you put them all in bags and you put it right outside your doorstep or in your driveway that's that the all of the cleaning up is the step four but you can't leave it out there in the driveway. The step five is getting rid of it, sharing it with someone else. And it's like calling the dump truck or whatever and getting rid of it. Because when you share these things, you know, there's so much power in it. It doesn't feel like it's going to be powerful, but 
my experience was is that um, I didn't invent any of these things. That many, many, many people do the same things, you know. And you were sharing um, previously one of the things that I, I I frequently tell people I'm working with that if they're dating somebody not in program or they work with somebody not in program or their mother is somebody not in program, I remind them, look, they don't have the benefit of what we have. They don't have the benefit of this education that we have for ourselves. There is, it's not just for addicts. This stuff is life stuff that we learn. Amen. You know, to figure out like in all these resentments that I have a part, that's golden. You know, that, that across the board would serve Ooh, everybody. Sure. So it, it's, you know, th- those, that part of it is to remember, like, you know, people who aren't in our program, they don't have the benefit of that, this valuable education that we have. Right. I'm sure my CPA has done zero work on herself because it's clear that she continues to relate to people in this specific way that is not beneficial, I don't think, to me or anybody else. So I she don't has want... no idea that there's a problem. Eve, I don't or know. that it's her. She, she, you, she I, doesn't. I her, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> you know, I find it very difficult to communicate with you. I've written these things in email, and I and she comes back with she doesn't respond or whatever. It's like she can't even really put her mind around it. But what you know. I love also like that thing about resentments where they say, you know, resentment is like us taking poison, hoping it's going to kill someone else. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I I get to work on. And that's another benefit of doing the four step work is that I don't I don't have any resentments toward anybody these days. I don't have a resentment towards this woman. There's no weirdness. And it's the, the weirdness. So that when you have a resentment, there's like. You know, that's this, like, weird energy between you and that person. Mm -hmm. And they might not even be aware of it. The only person who knows it is you. You're the one dragging it around. Right. Bringing it in with you wherever you go. Yes. And now if she called me, I'd be like, hey, Diane, what's up? Right. What you need? Right. And also, you know, I've got a whole list of things that, you know, I, I give to her. And so I can go back and look at her old emails last year, year before. Oh, she's going to want the W-2s. Oh, she's going to want this form oh she's gonna want to know that so i'm like i'm getting ready for it that's self-care right you're taking care of yourself so that you can meet diane's needs that's right and so i I don't have a resentment so that i don't have to take this poison so that i don't have to stress (laughs) about this job so i don't have to think i've got to quit so i don't think it's all this shit that we put it is and, and i'm just using this person as an example because it's not Someone that really matters a lot to me, but it has caused stress and anxiety in my life. And you know, I feel like the mandate of the program, and I've said this before, is that we're happy, joyous, and free. And the more and more that I grow and I continue in this program, the more that's my state of normal. And so that when I'm not happy, joyous, and free, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, and that's what I noticed too. It's like, you know, it used to be like when I first started program, I was like, way off in my alignment with happy, joyous, and free. Now it's like I just begin to teeter and I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, yeah. I have less tolerance. Less tolerance. Whole less to- whole lot of less tolerance for being in a high vibrational spot rather than like if I go off a little bit, I'm like, okay, 
therapy, sponsor, some, meeting, something. Right. I'm and, not going to stay like this. And I say, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's happening? What's, what's going on with me? And if I'm not feeling right, I get to go back and I get to, like, you know, and what do you do? What's it called when you, like, you know, reflect on your day? It's like, I'll reflect on, like, the last two hours. Like, what just happened today? What was I thinking? Yeah. Right. And I'll often ask my sponsees if they are in a place wanting to act out. I'm like, what's going on? Right. What's happened? What stress has happened in your life uh, that has created this desire within you to go do this cuckoo thing? So we can always just relate it back. So uh, this has been super good. It has. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It has been super good. So uh, those of you out there who want to get more information about this, please feel free to email us at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can find our all of our podcasts at, on our Facebook page at Sober Sisters Talk, And you can also find us on our website, www.SoberSistersTalk.com. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm MG. And I'm Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you.